Good morning, I'm Francis Keeney and this is The Trough for Friday the 10th of March, your daily bite-sized wrap of all the political news you need to know this morning. In a surprise announcement, prominent Labor frontbencher Kate Ellis said she would not be recontesting the next federal election. She won't trigger a by-election, but it will leave a hole in Bill Shorten's front bench. She was elected as member for Adelaide in 2004 and was Minister for Youth and Sport under the Rudd and Gillard governments. She has since served as Shadow Minister for Early Childhood, TAFE and Vocational Education. And this comes a day after International Women's Day. There's no word yet on who could potentially replace her. Kate Ellis in the Adelaide Advertiser this morning writes that her pending resignation is not evidence of a greater conflict between women and successful political careers. She says it's an issue about parents, and that while she's made a decision that being a politician won't work for her anymore, it will work for others in federal parliament. And she says she doesn't want her resignation to discourage other women from putting up their hand. Christian Porter, the social services minister who has small children of his own, has a different take on this. He told Sky News last night that while he understands the pressure, it's a bit like, quote, the sailor complaining about the sea, unquote. Stephanie Peatling from Fairfax says it's not that people should have to change in order to make their lives fit into politics. Politics, as we know, should change. She makes the point that politics is still male-dominated, many of whom have wives who do the heavy lifting at home, and this has an effect on the number of people with real-life experience inside Parliament House. Kate Ellis also takes aim at the former Prime Minister John Howard, who last year said women were underrepresented in Parliament because they play a significantly greater part of fulfilling the caring role. She says that's absolute rubbish. China has conducted naval exercises near Christmas Island in a move that has the defence community on edge. It's Australia's backyard, essentially, but it's also a strategic shipping route for China, with national security analysts warning this won't be the last time that the country will be flexing its naval muscles. According to Chinese media, the flotilla of three ships undertook a 25-day voyage through the Sunda and Lombok Straits. They're alternatives in case the Malacca Strait is blocked. Defence sources have told numerous outlets that the movements of the Chinese ships were closely observed by Australia. It could also provide more of an incentive to team up with Indonesia on naval exercises. We've got more details about a widely anticipated cabinet reshuffle due in the middle of this year. Andrew Probin on 7.30 last night on the ABC suggested that the Attorney-General George Brandis would be replaced by either Christian Porter or Michaelia Cash. Matthias Cormann would take over as leader of the government in the Senate. And there's been speculation for months about Senator Brandis, who could be the next High Commissioner to the UK, but that's not guaranteed. In the meantime, Barnaby Joyce, the Deputy Prime Minister, is reportedly eyeing off infrastructure, with Fiona Nash to be agriculture. Andrew Probin has a few more details as well on the budget and on housing affordability. He says the Prime Minister is now essentially taking the lead role in delivering the government's economic pitch with concerns about the performance of the Treasurer Scott Morrison. And there was supposed to be a COAG meeting of state and territory leaders on the 21st of April, but that has been postponed until after the budget in June. And speaking of the budget, a plan to improve affordable housing is set to revolve around the the creation of an affordable housing finance corporation. This is from James Masola in the Sydney Morning Herald. This would see uh, the corporation source large amounts of capital from the bond market 
in order to provide lower interest loans to the community housing sector. And it's similar to a scheme that's in place at the moment in the UK. This proposal is going to be discussed between the Treasurer Scott Morrison and his state and territory counterparts next week. Tensions have peaked between the Liberals and the Nationals just a day before West Australians go to the polls. The WA Nationals leader Brendan Grill says he'd rather send West Australians back to the polls than form a minority government with the Liberals if they don't drop plans to redirect funding from his Royalties for Regions program. Mr Grills did roll out a deal with the ALP, a polling suggesting a win for Labor tomorrow. In the meantime, a Liberal MLA has also been accused of handing out how-to-vote cards for one nation. Fairfax has a photo of Dr Graham Jacobs at a polling station in Esperance. A spokesman for the MLA says he wasn't handing out cards for One Nation, he was just having a look at them, apparently. In the meantime, Pauline Hanson, the One Nation leader, is also struggling with tensions within her party. Margaret Dodge, a One Nation candidate in WA, has described her as a Liberal puppet and has joined the criticism of a preference deal with the Barnett government. Senator Hanson has also apologised for comments about vaccination, which drew condemnation from across the political spectrum, and downplayed comments suggesting the proceeds of the GST should be diverted from her home state of Queensland to WA. And there's also been clashes with protesters outside an event attended by Pauline Hanson at a pub in Perth overnight. The federal government is planning urgent talks with gas companies as a report warns of a possible shortage as soon as this winter. The Australian energy market operator predicts there could be supply risks in the eastern states and has offered a number of possible solutions, building more pipelines, creating more gas fields or diverting export gas for the domestic market. Now, the reservation of gas supplies has been considered for a while as being a sovereign risk, but a greater problem would be supply shortages on the domestic front. And so the federal government, according to Fairfax, is looking at how to address this. The Prime Minister is set to talk to gas companies in the next couple of days or so. He says that this is an urgent situation. He says it's very concerning. Uh, He told the AFR's conference in Sydney yesterday about all this. Uh, That meeting is going to be in Canberra next Wednesday. And he's also called on the states to lift bans on additional gas exploration, including coal seam gas, an issue which has put the Nationals in a difficult situation, in a difficult position, I should say, in recent years. Meanwhile, Tesla says it could help solve South Australia's power woes within just 100 days, apparently, thanks to its batteries. It sees the opportunity to spruik the power wall, suggesting production could be increased to ensure the state didn't see a repeat of the widespread blackouts last year, and says it could install up to 300 megawatt hours of batteries. Malcolm Turnbull has condemned union protesters who targeted the former Prime Minister John Howard at a protest in Sydney. Mr Howard may have inadvertently stumbled across the protest in the Sydney CBD as part of a nationwide action by the unions against cuts to penalty rates. Video shows him being heckled and then escorted by police through the crowds, bringing back memories of the protests we saw with the introduction of work choices. Mr Howard was unhurt by looks of things. In the meantime, the Australians reporting the federal government was launching a belated defence of the controversial decision by the Fair Work Commission Cabinet today is set to discuss a strategy that will see the coalition make the case for a possible boost in jobs while endorsing the need for a transition period. And briefly making political news today, Papua New Guinea has requested that Australia redirects half a billion dollars of foreign aid to directly pay for health, education and infrastructure. 
It was a surprise request made at a forum yesterday. Now, Australia stopped directly funding the PNG budget back in the 1990s due to concerns about corruption and mismanagement. The Foreign Minister Julie Bishop telling the ABC the federal government is already in the process of re-evaluating its aid program to the country. Private health insurance premiums will rise next month and according to News Limited, there's an additional hit on households. The value of the private health insurance tax rebate will drop by $50 at the same time as the premiums will increase. The average premium increase across the industry will be just under 5%, with the rebate cuts first introduced by Labor and then continued under the coalition. The Federal Health Minister Greg Hunt says the increase in premiums is the lowest in a decade. It looks like the two major parties have failed to come to an agreement over foreign donation laws. The Joint Standing Committee is due to hand down its fundings into proposed changes today. Both sides do want a ban on foreign donations, by the way, but there's been a dispute about how the system should work and whether or not this ban could be extended to civil society groups. And the RAAF has been warned that it could lose dozens of aircrew to Qantas and to potentially China as well. According to News Limited, the national carrier has warned the ADF that it was likely to be taking a number of pilots from its ranks and that Virgin Australia could do the same. The RAAF has around 700 pilots. There's no parliamentary committees today, actually. Uh, The Prime Minister, as mentioned before, expected to hold a cabinet meeting in Sydney later on, and there's no plans from the opposition leader, Bill Shorten. The weather for Canberra today, mostly sunny, chasing a top of 29 degrees. Thanks again for listening. Feel free to leave a review on iTunes. Hit subscribe if you like. You can also visit The Trough for more information at thetrough.com.au. I'm also on Facebook and on Twitter. Now, we'll be taking Monday off thanks to the long weekend here in the ACT, so I'll talk to you on Tuesday.